0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you're listening to the most electrifying... No, 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 never mind. That's how I always used to open up the sports wire. But, you know what, my name is Vinny Apicella, I am the Bariatric Bachelor Now Engaged, and you're listening to the Bariatric Bachelor Now Engaged podcast. Today is October 10th, 2021. It is a Sunday. Today's gonna be a very short, quick episode, just because I'm running out of time today, and quite honestly, I don't have enough time in the week to do anything, but... That doesn't mean I can't give you some words of wisdom to live by for the week. And actually, you can follow me on TikTok, at bariatric underscore bachelor. I do believe that is my uh, name there. Uh, I do have to double check that, and I will do that right now. If you hear anything in the background, that's because, yeah. So it's at bariatric underscore bachelor. That's on TikTok. um, On Twitter, you can follow me at swe. Or at Bariatric, E-N-G-P-O-D, Bariatric Bachelor Now Engaged Podcast. You um, can also follow YouTube, youtube.com slash, I think it's Bariatric Bachelor. Um, quite honestly, a whole host of uh, different platforms for you to listen to me. Uh, anywho, um, a lot of stuff has gone on in Port Charles for General Hospital. A lot of stuff has gone on in WWE and AEW and quite honestly... It's uh, one thing after another. I do have to give huge, huge props out to Eden McCoy, who plays Jocelyn uh, Jax on General Hospital. Fantastic week this week. Friday's episode, if you missed it, you better go ahead and watch it on Hulu because it was absolutely fantastic. I'm going to play a clip of this. what I call this, on semi-main event. Uh, her and Nina... Also, uh, you know, played by Cynthia Watros, but she went off on Nina this week. She got all of her feelings out. Nina had uh, been keeping her stepfather Sonny Corinthos out of Port Charles, out of his, out of their lives, the family's lives, while he had uh, amnesia in Nixon Falls for nine months, and she went through all of the feelings that she had wrote down in the journal that she had, that Nina had given Joss for her graduation gift just earlier last summer while she knew her stepfather was alive uh, and never said anything. So awesome performance by uh, Eden McCoy. She is at Real Eden McCoy on Twitter, I do believe. Uh, but absolutely fantastic. Huge props to her. Uh, I will play that uh, in a little bit. And that was uh, courtesy of a YouTube page who you just posted, literally sitting with a with a camera on the TV, uploading General Hospital Uh Obviously, I do not have the rights nor the credits, which is why I'm just putting it out there Uh, Long long time uh, belt maker Reggie Parks passed away this week Uh, He's the one that designed the winged eagle belt as well as the uh, original intercontinental and tag team belt uh, for the WWE and numerous belts throughout the ages for WWE, WCW uh, UFC, boxing Just a whole bunch of belt makers. He passed away at 87 years old this past week. Just amazing uh, belt maker creative. He then passed it on to Dave Milliken and so on and so forth. He was actually a wrestler in Stu Hart's day. Uh, And as a matter of fact, I think there was a rib that Owen Hart had played on Stu at one point. uh, Calling his hotel room, pretending to be Reggie Parks. And saying, oh, I could take you and all that. Uh, I think, it was it Bruce Prichard that? I think it was Bruce. Um, Bruce Pitcher brought that up on Something to Wrestle, so go check that out. I'm sure it's in their archives, uh, somethingtowrestle.com, or adfreeshows.com, or whatever the case may be. Uh, But I want to, you know, just kind of, I'm not going to go over too much of WWE or AEW this week. I did watch Rampage. I did watch Dynamite. I did watch Raw. I did watch the draft from SmackDown and Raw. I haven't watched NXT 2.0 yet. There's just not enough freaking time. Um, I did catch up, though, on The Lost Symbol, because I did want to watch that. Uh, I am a huge Dan Brown uh, fan. I've read all of his books, including the Da Vinci Code series with the Robert Langdon. And this uh, new series of The Lost Symbol was actually really, really good in the book form. Now I'm just anxious to see. It's not the same not seeing Tom Hanks play Robert Langdon, but, you know, this other goof... um, I don't even, Eddie Izzard, I believe his name is, uh, is doing a pretty good job, actually. Uh, but I shouldn't him, call him a goof. I'm sorry. That may not be politically correct. I don't fucking care. Um, I'm not a politically correct person. With that said, okay, so today being October 10th is actually World Mental Health Day. One thing I do have to point out is I have never actually been... Diagnosed with a mental health problem or whatever and i've never been the kind of person to put much um, weight into mental health because The way I look at it is you have everybody has every right to be upset at times, you know Whether it's depressed or whatever the case may be, you know You have a right because you go through stuff in your life and circumstances and situations that make you upset however I must admit that I was wrong. There are people who are prone to have depression, uh, clinically or otherwise. Um, And, you know, and that that doesn't stop there. It goes with manic depressive, bipolar. I don't even know what the politically correct terms are anymore. I'm not even going to try to be politically correct because, quite honestly, things change all the time and nobody knows what the hell to call them. So, with that said, like, I want to just point out if you do, if you are feeling. The stress of the situation or stress of any situation or, you know, if you're feeling upset or or anxious or, or, you know, whatever, you know, if you feel off, go get checked out, turn to a professional to talk to. You could have friends to talk to. You could have, you know, mentors, people in your life to talk to. But unless they're an actual mental health professional, um, nobody can really diagnose you with or, or find out exactly what is going on. Me, personally, the only thing I could honestly say that I suffer from at some times is PTSD, uh, from being in prison. Um, I know last year was very hard for me. Not, not Yeah, 2020 was very hard for me, um, personally, because when everybody was talking about lockdowns and, you know, with COVID and you're not allowed to go to the grocery store, you're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do that. Um, you know, the fitness centers had to close down and everybody was talking about, oh, we're locked down. or well, this and that. Unless you've been in prison, you don't know what a lockdown actually is. Uh, and that's what people don't understand. Like, it may be a headline grabber for these news sites, you know, oh, COVID lockdown or whatever. But until you've actually been in prison where you're confined to a, you know, nine by six, nine foot by six foot or maybe 12 foot by six foot closet. Um, No, actually, 10 foot by six, whatever the case is. 10 foot by six foot closet, two grown men, you know, over 30 years old, you know, and you have a bunk bed, a desk, a toilet where you got no privacy, and you're locked in there for literally 24 hours a day. Get get out to shower, you know, every three days. You leave the cell to go get your food. You come back and eat it. And, you know, until you're on that type of a lockdown... You don't know what a lockdown is. You know, this COVID lockdown, there were people that could still go to work. There were people that could still, you know, go out and go to a park to walk around. You could still go to the bank, the grocery store, et cetera, et cetera. You could have food delivered. You know what I mean? Like, that that's the hardest part of COVID for people that have been in prison that, you know, had to hear these words that were word locked down all the time. And, and, you know, it affected me. Not that it necessarily affected me to the point of, oh, I wanted to kill myself or anything. And not making light of suicidal people. I, you know, one of my cousins committed suicide after his wife left him. To me, that's a bullshit excuse. But when you're in that kind of a mindset, you know, I've always had the viewpoint of suicide being a coward's way out. Okay? My son's mother, you know, and I'm not giving any names, but, you know, it's like my son's mother's been suicidal in the past. Um, You know, and, and... You know, and then I have, I've had friends that have been suicidal after a breakup and it's like shit like that. I don't, I don't want to give it, you know, I don't want to give it too much attention because there are people that use that kind of stuff for attention grab. Okay. And and you don't, and the problem is there's so many people that do shit like that as attention grabs that when it is somebody who's really struggling with being suicidal, unless you're a professional to, to see these red flags, to see this, these, these, uh, the signs You don't know So it's like you're gonna react to somebody Who said oh I'm gonna kill myself or whatever You know and, and it really Takes away from The impact You know negative impact I guess But the impact of somebody who really is suicidal You know and taking resources And and, and stuff away And then you start getting to the Getting into the, the whole idea of The boy who cried wolf right You know just like these people that, that come up with fake rape uh allegations and fake rape stories and charges and everything you know you're taking away the impact of somebody who really is a victim of rape um but the fact is, is that suicide is not a joke um like i said i had a cousin that committed suicide you know many wrestlers over the over the years have committed suicide whether it's chris Benoit and in his situation you know, with the double murder-suicide, or Ashley Massaro, who was, God, that was a hard one, because she had just responded to me on Twitter two days beforehand, um, you know, and then Chris Canyon, who we just had a Dark Side of the Ring episode on, you know, uh, I'm currently corresponding with an inmate in federal prison who said that they've been suicidal, so, you know, and, and, and it wasn't, like, slitting wrists or 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 overdosing or whatever but suicide by cop trying to escape just knowing that they would probably get shot so it's you know it's many many things that go on in your head so with that said you know people need to be more more open about mental health more open about their feelings more open about you know and not and, and to end the stigma behind mental illness um I've had friends that have been in such a funk recently and, you know, they're, you know, they're blaming it on mercury, mercury retrograde. Like I'm not an astrologist or whatever. I don't necessarily know everything with the planetary pull, and sounds like I'm giving an ultimate warrior promo, but you know, depression sucks when you're at the time when you can't get out of bed, you know, you're worked up or, or stressed to the max, whether it's from, whether it's from outside sources of. Of your job or your family. God knows families bring stress. But, you know, your, your kids, your... You know, there's so many stories. Susan Smith, who, who literally drove off a cliff and killed over two toddlers. You know what I mean? Like postpartum depression, stuff like that. Um, whether No matter whether it's from the external forces or the internal. Like you're... Um, uh, like you're inside your head just absolutely it's horrifying how people can't cope so if you're somebody who feels they're alone or and lonely and and can't function without um you know without medication you know whether you're self-medicating with alcohol or um you know food or, or or drugs or whatever like I'm going to be honest with you. The two vices in my life that I've always had were food and sex. Um, and, you know, it's like, now that I had the bariatric surgery, food is no longer an option, you know, and, and I'm in a committed relationship. I am engaged, you know, and, and I'm in a long distance engagement at that. So sex is not an option. So it's like, where do you find help? Now, I've gotten to the point where I'm able to, you know, go to kickboxing twice a week to get out my my frustration or, whatever I need to vent. Um, I do work out when I can, but I'm also working two full-time jobs, trying to pay for a wedding and pay off bills. So the stress gets me. There are days where I don't want to go into my day job. I work my night job. I get off at seven. I have an hour between them, and I just don't want to go in. And I'm like, should I call out or whatever? But I can't because A, I need the money, and B, you know what? I'm important to that job. And, you know, and and I don't want to get a bad reputation of calling out, but there are times where where I feel that way. And I'm not, trust me, I'm not comparing situations because everybody's situation is different. But, you know, everybody has some kind of time in their life where they're feeling overly stressed, overly worked, uh, burnt out, you know. And before you get to a point of doing something that you'll regret or people will be hurt by, get help. Talk to somebody. Ask somebody. Don't feel ashamed if you need to get a therapist or even if you just need to open up to somebody. Get a pen pal. Get a journal. If you don't feel comfortable talking to somebody, get a journal. Write it in. If you need to burn the pages, burn the pages. You know, write poetry. There's always avenues for you to get out your feelings. And if you're not somebody who can get out their feelings, talk. Do a podcast. Um, you know, seriously do, do a private podcast where you're literally, literally able to talk about your feelings, hear them back if you want to, but you're getting it out. You're visually seeing the audio bars and the the volume bars. And you know, you're, you're realizing you're talking and you're getting it out. And then honestly, you could just delete it, but you know, you got it out and you're able to talk. Um, but anyways, um, that's kind of like my PSA on mental health. Uh, Which I wasn't even planning on doing today It's just amazing how things just go by But right now I'm going to go to that clip of uh, Jocelyn talking to Nina from General Hospital on Friday uh, October 8th, it was from a YouTube clip and um, I'll be back Uh, Yeah, I'll be back You know, I'm actually Glad I ran into you Do you recognize this? It's the journal I gave
1: you as a graduation present I'd actually stopped writing. I didn't tell you that at the time, because I was being polite. But I started up again, after you gave this to me. And I used it to process my feelings. I wrote about the nights where I heard my mom quietly sobbing. I wrote about the good days, ones where we still felt like a family. And I wrote about the bad ones, where all any of us could think about was missing, Sonny. But you didn't just lie to us. You lied to my father. He went to Nixon Falls to see you and try to win you back. But instead, he got shot defending you and your friends. And when he came to you and he told you that he thought he saw Sonny on the 30, you lied and you said that he hadn't. So you deceived him too. It was all here. Updated as of last time. I'll be keeping my thoughts.
0: semi-main event or you know like almost second to last scene of the day um on friday's episode of general hospital with uh eden mccoy and cynthia watros but eden shined uh Josh shined in that one i really enjoyed it and uh, i even sent props on twitter um for that for that uh scene um and while the magic of recording apparatus, um i do have to say that you know, as I was talking about before, the friend of mine that I have in federal prison actually just called. So uh, it's good. And I was able to fill them in that I'm doing that my first half of the podcast about World Mental Health Day. So um, I just, you know, it's just something that's uh, that a lot of people suffer from. And um, I don't want to spend the entire show about it, but um, definitely talk to somebody, talk to a professional, not just some Yahoo who things that, uh, like, you know, like me, <laughs> but no, um, get, find someone to talk to, uh, you know, betterhelp.com is if you're, if you're, if you're not able to do conventional therapy for one reason or another, go to betterhelp.com. I know Jim Cornette has, uh, you know, a, uh, promo code to save like something like $200 off the first or save 10% off the two first uh, visit or something first month, but, uh, definitely check it out. Um, anyways, I uh, do want to point out a lot of things. That one thing that BetterHelp unfortunately cannot help with is Trump derangement syndrome, which is still going fast and strong in the minds of liberals everywhere. It's been almost a year since Biden stole the election. Okay, and yeah, everybody's gonna I'm get the hate because you know you're still saying he stole the election. Well, we know there's a bunch of voter fraud that happened. Whether it, you know whether it was Biden's doing the Democrats you know whatever i'm not getting into that the fact is that i still see people on tiktok to this day who cannot get trump off of their minds like biden has become the president he's done horrible as a president the democrats have run this nation into the ground okay and you know they want to they want to ruin your lives and they want to put socialism into place i mean we see that with this with these vaccine mandates and you know they still want to do the mask mandates and they still want to do this and they still want to do that and you know, it's like it's getting to the point now where people have to bow to them. And I applaud people who don't want to get the vaccine. You know, I did get the vaccine, but it was my choice. OK, um, the fact is, is that if you're going out there and you're allowing Joe Biden and Camel Toe Harris to do what they do and, and, and you know, point out that oh, well, everybody in the federal government has to have a vaccine or whatever, or have a negative COVID test every single day. No. (laughs) Like, no. It's none of your business what I do to my body. The same way that, you know, the abortion people who are for abortion and pro-life, and don't get me wrong, I am pro-life, but that's me personally. At the same time, I feel it is a person's choice to make. Now, I don't necessarily say that um, because I'm pro-life, you have to be pro-life. I'm not going to do that, because that's why I'm more libertarian than anything. As long as you're not doing anything illegal. Okay, I don't feel that Texas' abortion bill is legit. And I I don't feel that. um, Because you shouldn't get imprisoned for something. I mean, I would much rather do the responsible thing, and if, if you know, something happened where a woman got pregnant and and she's going to be on welfare because she can't find work or whatever. Again, I don't feel that abortion should be used as birth control. But at the same time, if it's going to be a strain because the baby has, you know, if you find out the baby has, you know, special needs and you can't do that or whatever. Like, there are certain situations where abortion may be the last option, but it is an option. Um, I understand that adoption is also a great option but with the how stringent adoption agencies are and the fact that many people keep getting denied for adoption basically puts these children that are unwanted into foster programs that are being over overrun that are being under budgeted you know and you find a lot of uh, issues of, child abuse in that in that kind of a situation instead of giving the child to a loving family who may not be perfect you know but they do love it they do want a child to love and raise and yeah sometimes you need the motivation of a child to get to that point so you can't judge someone based on their past you can't judge someone based on you know their employment because that's all they can find you know what i mean if you have a loving household if you're willing to you know if you're Of course, single parents or single people are going to be looked at and and judged harsher because of the fact that they don't have, you know, a significant other and they're working and, and whatever, you know, and you can't get 16 hour daycare or whatever. And it's not right to, you know, have a babysitter all the time. But if you're working to make ends meet, if you show that you have a great work ethic and you're able to take care of a child, you should be allowed to adopt. End of story. Now, you know, it brings up certain other things, and I get it. There are always going to be exceptions to the rule, and there are going to be uh, things that happen where somebody shouldn't be uh, able to adopt. But, you know what? If you don't want children that are unwanted clogging up the foster system, then you you can't be as stringent. Like, I mean, but, but then again, it's like you even see these stories. Uh, my mother was telling me a, a story about how You know, a family, a couple, jumped through hoops to be able to adopt a pit bull, a dog. Okay? A pit bull. And then, um, you know, they went through hoops. They spent money. They they got approved. And then, lo and behold, as, you know, I want to say it was a month or two later, they found the dogs, the dogs that they had adopted, I think it was like burned or killed or, or something to that effect where they burned the bodies. And, and, you know, they were abused and this and that. So it's like you really don't know people. And I feel, it's, uh, going back to mental health, it is a mental illness to want to jump through hoops to harm somebody. You know what I mean? To me, that's like ir- irredeemable. A child, a dog, an animal, if you're abusive towards that, towards them in any way because they can't defend themselves, it makes you the lowest scum of the earth. The lowest form of... Of people, I don't judge, except when it comes to something like that. If you're gonna pick on me, if you're gonna quote unquote bully me, whatever, I'm a man. I could take it, you know. I sticks and stones may break my bones, words will never hurt me. You know that whole frame, that whole saying. But you know what? You could come at me, and it's not gonna bother me. But if you go ahead and you start targeting an, a, a child or an animal that don't understand, animals are full of love, and all they care about is the love of their owner. That's why dogs wag their tail with their heart. And if you're going to take take advantage of that trust, take advantage of that love, then you're the lowest form of scum in the world. Um, and I apologize for going off on that tangent right there, but it's the truth. Um, anyways, kind of back to I, this show has been all about potpourri, if you will. Um, but I'm gonna about to end this show now and post it. I wanna thank you all for listening again. My name is Vinny Apicella. I am the Bariatric Podcast Bariatric Bachelor, now engaged, and you're listening to the Bariatric Bachelor Now Engaged podcast. Uh it's only like I said, it's only a short episode today. Um I love you all. Please feel free to stay strong and stay powerful. Um I'm not gonna say stay safe because everybody chooses what, the way they want to stay safe. Um I'm not gonna push safety on anybody. Um you know, don't give in to people, do what you want, do the way you feel, as long as it's not illegal, I'm fine with it, all right, I love you all, have a great week, we'll see you next time on the Bariatric Bachelor Now Engaged podcast.